What's going on, guys? And welcome to episode 165 of the Taste Cast, our weekly podcast where we talk about random things in gaming. My name's Seth, and joining me today, of course, is Chevy. Chevy, hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you're stoked about having uh, a long conversation about all the topics we have to talk about on this Taste Cast. And how are you feeling about how Tasty Flicks is going uh, in terms of our continued review series of Demon Slayer? where we've done 12 episodes now. Uh, If you want to go check that out, make sure to check it out. Link down below. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I, uh, you know, it'd be nice if one of these days we could, you know, sit down long enough to to get through a little more than uh, four episodes. Obviously, you know, a behind-the-scenes thing there. Well, the four episodes works for me just because four episodes is a lot to edit at once, but it's, it's... a maximum amount that I can do that I feel okay with, but uh, we were kind of doing it intermittently, and now I've decided we got to do it at least once a week. So I think we will start kind of flying through the series a lot faster. One, I don't necessarily mean in a editing sense; I just mean in a like getting them recorded sense, and then yeah. you can you know edit them at whatever pace you want. But although the recording process has been a lot of fun because we literally just turn it on, start watching yeah. it, and then we just do the review right after. Well, and the, the thing I'm thinking too is if you had it, we could then you know obviously. Um, you know, move on to another series a little sooner too. Yeah, my plan is to do uh, the first season and then try out some other things. If there's ever anything that's like short, like an anime movie or something like that, or even a movie that we wanted to watch, we just knock that out too. But okay. but my as for a series, my goal is to complete at least the first season of Demon Slayer and then move on to maybe another season of another show or continue season two. Yeah. Because I would like to get caught up on season two before you said season three is coming out. Yes. Yeah, so that'd be cool. Yeah, um, that would be cool. I, there's also, um, and obviously, if he, anyone has suggestions on something you'd like us to watch as well, yeah. like anything. Yeah. I mean, it can be an anime, a movie. Um, we're down, so requests are welcome. Yeah, and uh, subscribe to Tasty Flex. Links down below. We got 14 subscribers. We could use more for sure. Yeah, um, but I do have a couple. I have a li- small list of of animes that I think you would enjoy. Um, and then there are new ones coming out all the time that I put on my list and I just don't have time to get to, but it would force me to get to those as well. So, yeah, yeah, we'll have to knock them out as we go. Uh, I'm definitely on a strict one anime no, for sure. uh, at a time thing uh, outside of movies. If they're like an independent, like uh, singular movie or maybe a movie series, I'd be down to watch those at the same time. But yeah. I, I couldn't see myself watching a season of this anime and this anime at the same time because I got to fucking keep up with all the shit so but overall you've been enjoying going through even though you've watched these episodes before and reviewing them with me essentially just listening to my reaction to it and putting in your input yeah it's hard for me to actually talk about it because i know what's happening in the show so um you know i want you to experience it uh but yeah i'm enjoying it i i uh i wouldn't suggest things i wouldn't be willing to watch a second time Um, yeah for sure you know unless i just thought you would like it even though i don't which i you know and what you could just recommend to me, I'll watch and review it. So yeah. you don't even have to be there for that if you didn't want to be. But uh, but yeah, at least uh, coming back to it, I know you're at least enjoying it to the point where you can uh, watch it again. So oh, yeah. yeah. And watching it so far, I get it. So uh, if you're curious about that, like I said, 12 reviews are out already, 12 episodes. And we got a movie review over there. I want to get more of those out. And uh reactions I, that's been hard for me just because like something come up i'm like eh, i don't really care too much about that trailer <laughs> so uh that'll be uh as they come 
and gauge based off my interests. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. So check that out if you're curious. And I just kind of wanted to talk about that real quick on the show. Um, all right. So typically with every uh, taste cast, we talk about what we've been playing. We're going to do that in a sec. But uh, Chevy, we've talked about Ubisoft quite a bit on the channel lately. They've been kind of quiet. I don't, I don't know why they'd be so quiet lately. Um, Here they sell themselves. Yeah, that's that is that is the thing I keep hearing, as they are priming themselves for uh, for sale. Maybe Elon can uh, can buy them too. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, we're we're eventually getting a Splinter Cell after years and years of requests and uh, people being angry about what they are putting out. Uh, they all of a sudden were like, "We're working on it." Uh, they've stopped working on Breakpoint, which I didn't even know they planned on keep working on that, but they stopped. Okay. Um, they've abandoned the NFT project of that game, but have been clear about they're not done with NFTs. Um, Hyperscape, you guys, remember that? I don't. I don't know if anybody does. Uh, that that was a thing. Um, and then yeah, Assassin's Creed's doing its thing. So yeah, Ubisoft has a bright future apparently. But um, recently, um, a game that was on the Nvidia leaks list. Okay. called project q uh if you guys are curious what's on the nvidia leaks list i actually did a whole episode where i went through the whole fucking list or at least the highlights of it and discuss everything that's on that list everything's been confirmed everything that hasn't been confirmed so if you're curious about what's on that list including project q check that out um it was leaked it was leaked and there's video of it we'll watch that but then right after the leak ubisoft came out and uh confirmed that project q exists yeah, so we'll go with the confirmation first, and then we'll go with the leak. So Ubisoft via Twitter was like, so we heard, or so we heard you heard, dot, 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 shrug emoji, introducing codename Project Q, a team battle arena letting players truly own the experience. The game is in early development, and we will keep testing. So for now, all you can do is register for upcoming tests. We have a picture here. Let's see if it shows up on here. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, where we see a very colorful looking game with very cartoony looking characters. And then we scroll down a little bit and they continue saying, by the way, this is not a battle royale. So apparently they're already anti battle royale in the sense of like perception. Continuing, they say the game will feature a variety of PVP modes with one single goal in mind, fun. We don't have plans to add NFTs to this game. You can find out more by registering and talking are taking part in the upcoming tests. The sign-up page has been added. Thanks for your interest. It's funny because I, I saw them post this originally with the Battle Royale part, and I, including myself and other people, were all just flipping shit for NFT stuff. And then this thing popped up where it says, we don't plan on adding NFT. So they're active about trying to yeah. um, uh, fight against that perception. I just thought the wording where you can truly own the experience was bad wording for a company who has been pushing NFTs. Uh, my brain is instantly like, own? You can own the experience? I don't like that. Um, so we'll talk about that in a sec. Let's check out the leak real quick and see what the game even looks like. And then we'll talk about uh, what we think of this. Okay. Uh, so this is Project Q leak uh, via someone named Player IGN. So I, I don't 
know who that is. Uh, video gameplay of Ubisoft's new upcoming innovative and modern PvP battle arena game. Mode Showdown Battle Royale of four teams of duos. Mode Battle Zone Reach 100 control points in 4v4 heroes, weapons, abilities, skills, and three wonders. So quite a bit of stuff going on here. Here's the video. Hopefully it shows up for everybody watching. You can kind of see it. I can't really full screen it here. So um, we see a bunch of interesting items. They're not even guns. They're almost like Smash Bros items. Like anybody listening, it showed like Icarus wings, some kind of like uh, orb with a, with a flower in liquid and uh, a big hammer as items it seems like you can pick from. This is Showdown, be the last team standing. You can definitely tell this is early like alpha footage, unless this is what the game looks like. That guy used some kind of like those Icarus wings that seems like he was able to get up high. This guy's just around jumping. Running around, able to run on rooftops. Apparently this guy really likes to jump around. Using some kind of fireworks box as a projectile. So you can definitely tell it's aimed for like, everybody. Cause he's not like shooting them. Yeah. Seems like a heal he just threw on the ground. Green circle. And his teammates are kind of running around pursuing somebody in a courtyard area. Graphics are pretty minimal. Guys running out the hammer swinging. And that's the whole video. Um, yeah. And uh, before we talk about this and what we think of this and what we think Ubisoft's trying to do with this, I just want to remind people, and I talked about this in the, the episode, and we've talked about this on a prior taste cast, uh, the NVIDIA leaks list uh, isn't missing. Yeah. Project Q is on there. Here it is. So, uh, makes me, it always comes back to, I'm wondering about that Final Fantasy IX remake. Yeah. Because that one just kind of blows my mind that they would, I, I'm sorry they wouldn't do like uh, eight or 10 first. Yeah. 10 for sure. I can't believe that wouldn't be the first one. 10 I, is definitely a fan favorite. Yeah, or 100%. S- or even 6. Yeah, 6 so. would be 6 would be amazing, but um but yeah, 9, which I'm happy. I like 9, but some people didn't. So I'm just like that's that's really interesting. Yeah, it's a strange choice. Yeah. So, anyway, just kind of wanted to throw out there again in video leaks, uh they they don't miss apparently. So, um what do you think about this? What do you think they're going for here? Um and does it look interesting to you? No, it doesn't look interesting to me. But okay, uh, uh, I mean, my my general impression is it is the probably the safest and most generic looking game I've I've seen in a while. Uh, Which seems to be what Ubisoft's mo now is. Yeah, they definitely want to make sure it could be sold in every market imaginable to all age groups. Um. You know, it has bright, vibrant colors, um, so they definitely, 
I I don't want to get too into that. I I'm just not a huge fan of 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 the visual style of it. And then, you know, it seems like they're kind of like going for the people who who maybe because Overwatch I know is in like kind of a dead state right now while we wait for Overwatch two. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know. There's still people salty about you know things going on uh, that went on with Blizzard and sure. like they're still handling their games, so they they might be trying to reach for some of that audience with like the the heroes and the the color palette stuff. And they're not the first people to do it, but they are the big name doing it, um, including Fortnite. Yes, and then yeah, the Fortnite uh, visual style and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't it doesn't really scream like inspiration in any way to me. It mm-hmm. screams by me to to me um, it in a weird way and we only saw the alpha footage yeah. i'm assuming i hope that's alpha footage uh it it seems like it doesn't know exactly what it's trying to be yeah which is also what i felt like when i played hyperscape yeah. also what i feel like when they're taking uh tom clancy properties and making free-to-play fucking battle royales out of them um, or one battle royale, but like you get my point yeah. or like trying to sell us NFTs while saying, Hey, fuck the games you want. Like it, it really just, I mean, this game could be like amazing. It could be like, I could play and go, Holy fuck. Project Q's dope. Sure. And I mean, Project Q's definitely not going to be its name, but, yeah. um, it just, it just, at this point, it's like, this is what I expect from fucking Ubisoft. Yeah. Is to just go like, will you buy this? It reminds me of fucking when radical Heights came out. Uh, Cliffy B's last ditch ditch effort yeah. to try and like make enough money after uh, uh, Lawbreakers failed, which sucked because I I thought Lawbreakers was pretty fun. Um, wasn't amazing, but it was pretty fun. But it reminds me of that. It, like, and then I'm hearing all these rumors about like fucking Ubisoft is like getting ready to like start thinking about taking offers, and I'm like, in one way, I'm like that makes sense because it seems like you guys overnight decided you don't have ideas i don't know where the fuck that came from out of nowhere but also like liberate these fucking tom clancy games at the very least man like fucking it, it like sell those to somebody who can actually make something out of that it's fucking crazy anyway i'm not trying to get on a rant on ubisoft we're talking about project q here so what, what were we saying yeah well and then i was just gonna say i um, mean you know it could be a, a surprise as well because i mean like you know when Fortnite was first coming out you know it was uh what is referred to now as the what is that version called uh save the world edition save the world edition which was fun but uh but it also felt like they didn't really have a solid idea yet they were kind of figuring it out as they went and then it turned into what it is today obviously which obviously it's not like gaining you know like it was but it's still a massively played game well they actually pulled some people back after they introduced the no build mode i almost thought about trying it again because that's when i stopped well, I saw a lot of people jump in yeah. when that popped up. Yeah, yeah I'm, sure. I'm curious about it. I haven't played it. I don't know if I'm actually going to fucking play it, but when I, I am curious. I think one, I think that was a huge turnoff for a lot of people was uh, they didn't want to have to you know, turn into a construction company when they got shot at. Yep. So um, anyways, yeah. Uh, unless something changes down the line, this this is a very sterile looking game and and doesn't seem to offer anything um that screams unique to me mm-hmm. and and uh just seems to be a hodgepodge of other ideas in a safe blanket to you know hopefully make some money i assume so yeah so i got a lot of thoughts on this first off the colorful palette thing reminds me of every single free-to-play game that's trying to get everyone to play it 
it's it's boring at this point it's sterile like you said and it's kind of obvious in its ambitions it looks like it's going after uh overwatch in style obviously not in gameplay um and it looks like it's going after fortnite in a uh, community sense way. It seems like this is Ubisoft's attempt at making a big community game like Fortnite for themselves. But from what I see so far, kind of lacks an identity. This idea that it's going to be a team battle arena, that's a very ambiguous, that's a very vague thing to say. And to say the players truly own the experience, and it's kind of all these different modes, tells me that when they say it's not a battle royale, doesn't mean it won't have a battle royale in it. Uh, in that leak, it said there's a 4v4v4v4 or whatever battle royale in it. Um, so this sounds like it's literally Ubisoft trying to make kind of like what Fortnite's been doing. Fortnite started as uh, Save the World Edition, turned into the battle royale, and then they do events, and then they want to do more with it. That's not just that. Um, it sounds like they want to get in on this almost like it's not like the metaverse, but it's like a online communal experience, experience type yeah. game. Exactly. It, that's exactly what it sounds like. But also because it doesn't have any like hard ideas that seem like completely, uh, you know, like this is why we're bringing the game to the table. It, it does feel like a last ditch effort, not to imply that Ubisoft needs a last ditch effort, but that's what it feels like. If you're like completely competent, you're doing fine and you, you know, could make plenty of awesome games, but you put something out like this, it, it just doesn't look right. It looks kind of off, especially following all the shit that they've been releasing. So it's worrying in that regard. Um, so yeah, visual and uh, what seems to be the ambition of the game, in my opinion, um, is is worrying but also like the item roster kind of reminds me of like smash bros in a weird way like those items might be all over the map or you're picking them in certain modes i don't know but like they're definitely going for and i'll, I'll give them points for you know it's not just a shooter that's cool yeah. I, I i like you know different ideas and stuff like that but a lot of the stuff is just like this is the fly ability this is a hammer to hit people up close this is uh, the heal ability this is uh you know i don't remember what the fuck else there was in there but uh it it just it, it feels like all these things that are in other games just thrown against the wall and they're just going like fucking and they're doing play tests and stuff so it makes sense like they're priced like do you guys like any of this like yeah. any of this catch your fancy like um, and it just seems, it just seems so, it, it just feels desperate. It's fucking weird, especially when they, and we were warned a while back, Ubisoft was like, we're going to start prioritizing online games. And it's like, you already have online games, but they're like, that's not enough. And so we're seeing all these attempts. We got the, whatever the Tom Clancy game is, it's like Ghost Recon something. Everybody wants a new Ghost Recon. They're like, we're making a battle royale. Uh, and then they delayed it when people bitched about it. They tried hyperscape. No one gave a fuck about that. And now this is coming. Like it just seems like they're like when they said they're gonna make online games, they're really fucking working on it. Yeah. They're trying to find something that's gonna stick. But the the problem is all the things Ubisoft's known for, all the fucking great ideas they've had, they're abandoning those to make these generic fucking experiences that they're hoping fucking kids will will just like get attached to like I get the the money aspect of uh, Fortnite and and other online games uh, you know Apex stuff like that is like those are lucrative fucking games yeah I get that but like even unless you have the ideas that made those games fucking popular don't even fucking attempt it Hyperscape was just a fucking generic 
battle royale that had some verticality and a fucking ball suit you could put on. It's, it wasn't enough. There's no characteristics to it that were interesting. Um, so anyway, um, that's where I stand with the game pretty much. It it could come out. It could be awesome. I would love that to be the case. But what I'm seeing so far, it it, it feels pretty much how I've described at this point. It really feels like Ubisoft is trying to make all these little pet projects and see if any of them can create a uh, overnight community that that's going to start raking in money without actually having anybody who's like, it feels like they got all these people just watching other games and going like, we could do something like that, but they don't have people sitting there going like, I have a fucking awesome idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I want to go over real quick again, just the, the things they said though, uh, the mode showdown battle Royale of four teams, or four teams of duos. So eight people. Yeah. So it's like a little micro battle royale. But that also sounds like just like a 4v4v4 deathmatch type thing. So um, this is before they came out and said they're not doing a battle royale. So this person probably should interpret it that way. But it also could be. And then mode battle zone reach 100 control points in 4v4 heroes. So essentially a, a micro battlefield. So it really does seem like they're uh, they're going to go for whatever. It, Again, I feel like this is going to have a shitload of modes, a shitload of ability skills, all that stuff like that, and then maybe an editor for people to make their own modes just so they can hope to create a fucking community mm-hmm. that will just be there playing. And it might work, but just visually, it doesn't... It's forgettable. It's just generic as fuck. Like, I'm, I'm with you, and I'm a little lenient about it. I'm fucking... I'm, let's take a break from the cartoon shit, and we can come back to it a couple years from now. <laughs> But every time I see a game like this, I know what their ambitions are. Yeah. I know what they're going for. And it's fucking boring. I didn't care about like, well, they, they don't, it's not original. What What is really anymore? Not a whole lot. Uh, it's just boring. I don't like to be fucking bored. So anyway, it, uh, it it's a boring visual style. And it's, it's fucking cliche at this point. It's like when um, uh, cell shading first came out and everybody started fucking trying to make cell shaded games. I was like, dude, stop. Nowadays, they do it so fucking well, like it doesn't even matter anymore. But at, for, at, for a while there, they all looked the same. Yeah. And it was fucking annoying. So, anyway, um, I th- I don't know if it said it or not, but I guarantee this is going to be free to play. Did it say that? I Battle Arena, truly. Yeah, I, I guarantee this game is going to be free to play. Um, this is going to have microtransactions, I'm assuming, of course. Oh, I'm sure. They said they don't have any NFTs planned, but that that means nothing. Because I can say I don't have them planned right now, and then yeah. five minutes later, I just planned it. So that doesn't mean shit to me. They could definitely implement that later. And, um, yeah, I uh, at this point, I, I really don't trust Ubisoft, which really sucks because I used to defend them more than anyone when it comes to, like, the big three. But... Again, big three's over. Ubisoft might get bought out at this point. And if they don't, well, who gives a fuck about what they're making anymore? And, uh, you know, EA's just kind of destroying all their fucking brands as well. So uh, big three, at the very least, but AAA, it seems, is uh, struggling and going to have to get out of the way of uh, all these smaller developers who are going to have access to Unreal 5. So who needs fucking AAA? One in in-house studios. Yeah. So... Exactly. That's where it really shines. Yeah. It's like the in-house studios of like big companies, you know, like Sony, Xbox, stuff like that. Nintendo, of course. And then 
the crazy amounts of indie developers and the crazy amounts of prestigious developers who have left other things to make their own small companies who have all this like you know knowledge of of game development yeah. like uh, it's it's really we've talked about it before multiple times it really feels like there's a huge shift happening in gaming right now and i think with unreal 5 we talked about that last taste cast um it's only going to make making triple a games fucking easier um so it's pretty wild for sure and uh this project q feels like it's uh just kind of supporting how I feel about that. So, yeah. Uh, any more thoughts on Project Q? Any ambitions of wanting to play it Mm-mm. in the future? <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, let us know in the comments, guys. What do you guys think of Project Q? What do you think they're going to do with it? What do you think their ambitions for this is? Are you interested in it? Are you not interested in it? If you are interested in it, don't feel weird about expressing that. I want to hear. I want to hear positives about it where are people coming from if you're not into it let me know as well and uh do you think it's gonna be free to play do you think there's gonna be nfts do you think it's gonna be a microtransaction game um and what would you like to see from ubisoft at this point i don't really want to see anything from them (laughs) until they do like a hard fucking flip because at this point it's like when square enix was in their like slump i was like i don't want a final fantasy 7 from them right now yeah uh, same thing with Ubisoft right now. I'm like, I don't want to splinter cell from me right now. Cause I don't know what the fuck you're going to do. It's going to be open world. It's going to be fucking the division. Um, yeah. So anyway, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to project Q. All right, let's jump into what we've been playing. Um, let's start with you. What have you been playing? Um, I played a little bit of uh, Godfall. I can't talk about it, but, um, you know, come back uh, soon to hear our impressions of that. Yeah, quick quick reminder, uh, Godfall's Game of the Month, was picked by Sarah. We'll be talking about that this weekend or maybe Monday of next week, early next week, uh, but most likely this weekend. And then we got Slay the Spire, Hood Outlaws and Legends, and SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated is our uh, Plus Club games. We'll be talking about those on Saturday, so come back <laughs> for that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, outside of that, uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. They, you know, updated the game. They added, you know, PvP. Uh, re, uh, they've redone the PvP system in the game. Um, they have the ultimate version of the raid coming out. Probably when you guys are watching this, and then, uh, you know, just more the story. This is the first time they got to do story since uh, the, and I think I talked about this last. Taste cast, but just kind of a quick recap on it. You know, the the story ended um, with the Endwalker expansion uh, of over the last ten years of, of the this main story they they've been doing. So now they're uh, gonna start leading us down into a new adventure uh, at this point. And so we got the first taste of that finally. So I got to do that. Had a lot of fun with it. Um, was surprised. With some of the stuff I saw, and they again made some major nods to old Final Fantasies while doing it. Uh, so it's kind surprised of in a good way. Oh yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the new twenty-four man raid uh, is super fun, uh, and I love the the song in it. Uh, Big surprise. Yeah. Uh, actually, the so in the last expansion, the twenty-four man was the near stuff, and though it was fun content and the music was awesome, um, I. Was a little disappointed that it didn't incorporate itself into Final Fantasy XIV, but it just existed as near. Mm. But you played as your fourteen character, 
Yeah. Um, so that was a little disappointing in that regard. This is actually like connected to 14 and some lore that has existed since 2.0 and stuff like that. So um, it's a lot of fun in that regard. Hmm. Um, yeah. Also, it has a very uh, Greek Roman uh, appearance in all the armor and stuff. So interesting. Lots of gold and robes and stuff like that. It's really cool looking. Yeah, I like that. Um, what else? S- slow down on our rating because, um, well, we're adults and people got things to do in their <laughs> their real life. So, um, so down to about about hour and a half a week, which is not a lot of time to to get much progress done. But we are regularly care- clearing the first two fights on this last weekend. We cleared uh, both as well. Uh, we took a break from the third fight and tried out one of the new extreme encounters uh though i could tell people were tired because it was getting a little meme in there hmm. uh, we were not making any progress so um yeah definitely different than the original fight which is kind of crazy because usually they're pretty similar first and then it lead leads into the changes this is just like yeah it's different right off of that so um it's also a long fight which uh for final fantasy is going to be over 10 minutes probably. Um, but they usually give you extra rewards for those lengthier fights. So yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah, just doing the PVP, uh, trying to get the, um, they have like a, uh, seasons in the game essentially. Uh, but there is no external way to boost your progress or get a second, you know, line of rewards type of deal. Battle pass style. It is in game only. Um, and the season only has like, honestly like five items in it the rest of it's like a currency that you can use to purchase stuff and that currency doesn't go away after the season so um they really want to make sure that you don't feel uh any fomo uh for not doing it which i really appreciate yeah for sure um they also added an adventure plate system so you can make like a calling card for your character and then when you do the new pvp mode your face that you made for that calling card shows up with your teams and Hmm. stuff like that um and you unlock more of those plates in PvP, which is really cool. So kind of like Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yep, yep. This is what it reminded me of. <laughs> Minus the fact that you get to like put your character and pose them and stuff. Yeah. So that's um, a little personal flair. Oh, it, playing with random. It, it's people. really funny when you you uh, go, get into a match and you can tell the people who have the default ones who just don't care, and then the people who are like expressing their character and you can look at them and go oh yeah no i believe that character you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really interesting the community is really good about that kind of stuff anyways and they just gave them more tools to do it so yeah i believe that um yeah with the community not the the, the tools thing i'm glad that they, they gave them that though. oh for sure um other than that i'm just kind of waiting for um the housing system <laughs> is broken right now we were going to attempt to buy a larger house for the free company or guild if you're from other games. Um, but the lottery system that they implemented uh, isn't communicating properly with the server and uh, didn't give out houses to people. <laughs> so oh. they're fixing that right now. Um, Interesting. Yes, yeah, so I'm waiting for that to come back so we can put a bid in on a medium house and cross fingers for getting one. And then uh, the side stories that are coming out with the future patches as well. So um, their comedy one called, uh, uh, I think it's the Adventures of Hildebrand or something like that, is returning. It has 
didn't exist last expansion. They took a break from it because they wanted to. They wanted to feel old. They wanted to be inspired to do it, which I appreciate. Yeah, it makes sense. And then another one called. Uh, I had something to do with Tataru, which is uh, a character that's with you throughout the part the entire game. But because of the way Endwalker ends, it makes sense that you know she would have her own thing now. So I, I'll keep it there. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it in that game. Um, the PvP is actually quite fun. There is some metas forming, which of course in competitive gameplay happens yeah, fast. Yeah, happen. Um, but I think the overall feeling is it feels good. It's a good starting point. Now balance changes, stuff like that can happen. People are putting up with the, you know, the cheese groups that are being formed and stuff like that. And you can't form um, static groups or, you know, custom parties for the new mode. You have to, uh, queue up solo for it. So, um, you can't like force your way to, to diamond or crystal rank, for example. So, hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I would recommend, but my whole point with that was if, if you're like, you didn't want to play Final Fantasy 14 cause you, you know, it didn't have PVP. It does now. And a lot of people were playing it. It's a good time to try it out. So a lot of people doing PVP right now. So. Yeah. It's cool to, to see they're even doing that. Cause that, that was a game I always didn't want them to put too much work into PVP because what they do and what they're known for is not that. Yeah. Um, but if they ever got to a safe place where they could start working on PVP, uh, I would want them to do that. And, you know, and Walker seems to be a good place to uh, work on other things as they formulate where the game's going. Um, and so, you know, there's a bunch of people out there who's not going to be interested in PVP and some people who don't think they're going to be, but then they're, they'll play it and they'll, they'll probably enjoy it. But there's a bunch of people who are into PVP mm-hmm. who just didn't have um, a place uh, for that in that game. And, um, this mode, even though you know it's not, it doesn't sound like a big thing. It sounds like a good step in the right direction. Um, and it sounds like they're pretty dedicated to um, trying this out and seeing where it goes, and most likely adding to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I really hope they keep expanding, especially on the adventure plates. I think that's been the biggest surprise for a lot of people. Um, we knew it was coming, but we didn't know like how it was going to function. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's actually really, they did a really good job with that system. Like it's, it's really impressive. So. Um, and it's like, it lends itself to just have unlockables for it. So it's like perfect Hmm. for that. So it's a good way to add more content in the game and the art team gets to go nuts then. So, yeah, it sounds cool. Um, oh, the other thing I was gonna mention too is, uh, the 2.0 dungeons got reworked. Uh, so the original game, all the dungeons got reworked to modernize them. Um, some examples are there was one dungeon where there was like green goo all over the floor. Do you remember that one at all? You step in it slow, your movement speed oh, down. Oh, yeah, yeah. That goo's gone. No more slow really? on your movement speed down. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, they want you to just be able to get through it. Um, there is There was the manor, like the, the mansion you go through. Mm. And then uh, after the second boss, a lot of people would like teleport back to the entrance. Yeah, I remember doing that. Yeah, they, uh, they put a teleporter there so people don't have to like guess why everyone disappeared if they're new players they can that just, makes sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> click on the teleport yeah it's kind of confusing for me when i did it yeah um, like, i don't know where people are the final two dungeons of the of the original game as well it used to be two really long dungeons with unskippable cutscenes. it is now split and they were all eight man content is that the mechanical place it's like sci-fi looking yeah yeah um now it is two smaller dungeons that are four man content instead with uh, bosses that have modernized mechanics. Oh, um, interesting. And then 
the last two parts of it are split into a solo fight and a trial fight. Hmm. So two boss fights got ripped out and turned into different things. So then now it's four parts. Um, so they're shorter. That's interesting because like I, I remember a single fucking thing you're talking about, and uh, that one in particular with having eight people and also having um, uh, unskippable cutscenes. It felt like a burden to do that fucking. Dungeon. It's an hour long. Yeah, it was an hour long. Like it took yeah. way too fucking long and. Uh, trying to coordinate with eight people. There always be like two people trying to tell everybody what to do. And some people are just like run around doing fucking dumb shit. Most people don't even talk anymore. And then just run. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty good about if I see people just run, I'm like, they know where they're going. I just follow them. But, yeah. um, but yeah. And then all these cutscenes where I'm just like sitting there on my phone waiting for them to fucking end. So I'm glad they, they address that. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've done, all of them except for the solo fight now um, as my my level 90 character. Obviously, it levels me down to 50 for him. But, um, and I was actually surprised at how modern the fights felt. They're very forgiving because they're meant to teach you the game still. Yeah, but, still early on. But the mechanics are um, a lot more complicated than they were originally, which is really nice. Um, hmm. A good example of that is like <clears throat> um, well, the... The last fight <laughs> um, used to just uh, sit there and like use moves from all the primals you fight throughout the game. And then these little robots would come out and just fly around and shoot beams across the arena. Mm-hmm. doesn't do that anymore. Um, now what happens is like the bots will show up, but they'll be in like patterns and it'll do the yellow lines on the ground now to teach you, you know, don't stand in the, ye- the okay. yellow stuff. And they'll be in more like of an organized pattern instead of just randomly shooting beams everywhere. And then um, the boss will be in a phase like this is the Titan phase and it does that stuff. And then like a cinematic in battle cinematic thing happens and the Titan phase goes away and then it goes to the next phase and then it goes Mm. to the next phase. Um, And you can't just blow through it anymore because it's scaled better because what happened with the old stuff is adjustments have been made so much over the years that you just blew through there's no yeah. the challenge was absolutely gone and not that there that was a lot, a lot of, of my, my experience while i was bum rushing through there was fucking just walking through shit yeah you can't do that now so interesting yeah it's a lot more fun i i want to try all the other dungeons because i know they streamlined a bunch of them i think like a good example is one of them had like multiple places uh parts where like there were two paths available but they all led to the same place anyway, so they just shaved off the second route, and now it's just a path to go through instead. Hmm. And then the big one is, uh, for me at least, is there was a place called Copperbell Mines, and the first boss, <laughs> you fought a bunch of little ads that died in two hits while you waited for the big boss to jump down, and it was like you just were standing around waiting and waiting, and then the big guy would jump down, everyone would pile on him, kill him, and then run off. That, that was the whole fight. Uh, all those waves of waiting for him are gone. He's just standing in the room waiting, and he has his own mechanics now. And then the next boss is a giant slime that you couldn't fight. The tank just had to sit there, and then eventually a plunger would activate. You'd get a bomb to spawn, and then he'd have to drag the slime over to the bomb. The bomb would blow up. It'd split into more slimes. Yeah, I remember that. The DPS couldn't do anything, though. And occasionally an ad would show up, and that's what the DPS would do. Now you just fight the slime. It's just a fight. Interesting. Yeah. So, 
you could tell they wanted to, to make the old stuff feel like the new stuff. Mm-hmm. So just modernize it. Mm-hmm. So good on them for that. Um, some more stuff to throw out there for that. I had a lot more to say about that than I thought I did. Sorry. That's cool. <laughs> so, um, outside of 14, uh, playing Elden Ring still. Uh, I took a, a bit of a break from it because I was going pretty hard for a while. Um, for me, <laughs> I should say. I still haven't beat that fucking game. You're still playing it, though, so that's you going hard. Yeah. Um, been playing it the last couple days. Finally got past. I'm to try to keep this kind of spoiler free. Past the capital city and into the snow now. Um, like freshly into the snow. I'm just there now. Um, man. I'm, uh, not to give out too much now, but I'd be blown away if this is not game of the year this year. <laughs> well, in any, like, official official capacity, uh, it's for sure winning game of the year, at least at, like, the game awards. But for, like, personal pick, I think a large amount of people are going to be picking this game of the year. Yeah. It's uh, it's too good of a game. It, yeah, there's too there's too much to it. It's, yeah. it's, it's huge and just full of content. They didn't, like, they didn't fuck crazy. around making that game. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Year's not over, but it's a it's a phenomenal game. The only game that I think could even contend with it, and we haven't heard anything about it, is fucking God of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok yeah. And gameplay wise, I think Ragnarok will be awesome, but mostly I think the story would be the biggest reason for it to bypass yeah. Elden Ring because Elden Ring is just solid in every fucking way. Yeah, with I mean with a couple like minor things here and there. Sure. But yeah, it's a I can't remember the last time I, I I checked today. I'm at 140 hours gameplay. Like that's, I don't play games like that anymore. So it's uh, one of the rare instances where it's like one of my favorite games. Like the last like 10 years. Like I think it's like I think it's like a great game. Yeah. Not like a great game. Like that's a good game. I think it's like one of the greats. I think it's a great game. Yeah, like it's for sure. it's really fucking good. Um. So yeah, I uh, I'm glad I finished it so I could play other games. But I yeah. still am thinking about it. Um, and the amount of people who are still talking about the amount of people who still like ask me like, are you going to play Elden Ring again? I'm like, yeah, I just, there's just a lot of games that came out and it took all my fucking attention when I was playing it. Yeah. I mean, that's my current problem. There's a bunch of games I still would like to get to, but I know if I start hopping games too much, it's going to get put on the back burner. Then I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, I had to commit to it and I had to just only play it and beat it. And even though I want to still play it, that I finished it, I was like, okay, I can like allow myself to play other things. I was yeah. able to finish Ghostwire Tokyo and play other games, so um, it's been beneficial. But we got a good couple months drought, yeah, to take care of all that stuff. So for sure, yeah. What else? I think. Oh no, I I've been playing a little bit of Minecraft as well. I, I hop back in, so. Um, was having a conversation with someone who plays on, on uh, the server I have and he wanted me to go check something out. So I hopped in and, and went and checked it out. And then all of a sudden just being in the game, I got inspired all of a sudden and started building some stuff and I've just been in there doing that thing. So uh, yeah, games like that are real, real easy to fall into that trap. Well, I had to, I took a long break cause I just had run out of things I wanted to do in it. So, um, I'm glad I have some stuff to work on now again. Because I mean, I you know I pay for the server. I want to make use of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. So I'm playing. 
All right, my my list is very short, but <laughs> I think I got some games that for some reason I thought I talked about in the last episode, but I think I pretty much only talked about Ghostwire Tokyo last tasty cast so uh if i talk about games i played before well i've i played them so i'm gonna talk about them but uh, i'm gonna try and talk about them in a context that at least one so i can explain to people what it is but uh speaking of uh games that uh you pay for a server for um played some arc um i've probably played on your server more than anybody at this point uh i i had this uh long list of podcasts I need to catch up on. So a game like that's perfect for that. Um, so I've been playing Ark a little bit, um, which was inspired by when we played Ark on PS5 yep. for Plus Club. If you're curious about our review on that, go check that out. Um, and we all got inspired to go, oh yeah, Ark's fun, fucking, but it's better on PC. So you got the server yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm playing on there. I spawned, I went back to, we played a long time ago when the game like first came out and I ran to where we build, built our original uh, HQ, our base, and I went to the same place and I'm starting to build a base there, uh, although I don't think I'm going to commit for too long there. Um, I just wanted to get safe. Mm-hmm. I'm like under the rocks where we originally had our base um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to formulate a plan from there and move forward. Pretty much have upgraded to the point where I can probably make a rifle now. So kind of gives an idea of where I'm at on the skill tree. There seems like a, there's a lot more items than I remember on that fucking, um, not skill tree, fucking uh, crafting tree, mm-hmm. I, would, I would call it, I guess. Um, I was like going through, I was like, what the fuck is all this, <laughs> dude? Like there's so much to this game, it's crazy. Um, and even though the game, I think the game still looks pretty good, but like you can definitely tell it's older now which I think is funny. Um, but it still plays like a good FPS, which is really weird. It also makes my graphic cards fans like kick on, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah. I think it's just all the rendering it's doing from far. Like it's not, it's not streaming at the same way. Like more modern games would, um, it's only having two games, Minecraft with shaders and arc. Yeah. Those games are fucking demanding, dude. <laughs> um, it's amazing. They got them to run on, on consoles. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing Ark a little bit. Um, really good game to just chill and listen to, especially if you're me and you like to build a lot. I spend a lot of time just chopping trees down. That's how I level primarily. Um, and building and crafting and building and crafting. Um, so been enjoying that. Would like to play with people. So hopefully we can do that at some point. Um, so yeah, Ark. Uh, also played a game called Midnight Ghost Hunt. Um in case you don't know what that is, is a game on Steam as of right now. I don't know if it's coming out for console later. Uh, it is a 4v4, 4v4 uh, Ghosts versus Ghostbusters game. Um, I don't remember if I talked about this on the last Taste Cast, but maybe you didn't see that Taste Cast, so I'll just explain it. Uh, essentially, it kind of set up like Rainbow Six Siege, where you have like over a minute as the ghost to prepare in in whatever place you're haunting. Um, you can uh, um, go into almost any item uh, in uh, the the place you're you're essentially hiding uh, or haunting, um, kind of like prop hunt, but not. 
so the premise of the game is the the ghost hunters are going to show up and they're supposed to eliminate all four ghosts before midnight, which I think takes like five minutes or something like that. So you have five minutes to eliminate the ghosts, and at midnight they become supercharged and stronger. And I saw in their patch notes recently they actually made the ghosts a little less strong because uh, if you get like attacked from every direction by the fucking ghosts, you can die pretty quickly uh, in the early phases, even when they're not supercharged. So um, I'm glad they're they're taking feedback. Um, so yeah, you got five minutes to uh, hunt down the ghosts and kill them. Um, before midnight in which it kind of flips the the script and they start hunting you now uh, when they're more empowered. Um, it's kind of set up like Call of Duty, uh, oddly enough, where the ghost hunters have uh, all these weapons and as you accrue points, you can unlock new weapons um, like a salt shotgun. Um, there's like a gas flamethrower thing, um, a little like SMG. Uh, there's a hammer. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, and then uh, ghosts and uh, ghost hunters have perks. You get to have one equipped at a time. Although one of the perks allows you to have two, not no no not two perks, two two main guns. It replaces your utility item. And then yeah, ghost hunters have a utility item. Uh, ghosts have a haunting item, uh, which is kind of interesting. After you get you die or get captured, uh, you can still interact. Uh, with your haunting item. I don't think that's the name of what it is, but it's essentially what it is, where um, you can interact with objects still, even while you're like to try and help out your team or whatever, um, or throw your voice or create cold spots that slow down the ghost hunters. So um, even if you're out, you can still try and help um, your dudes as they try to hide and evade the ghost hunters, um, which kind of reminds me of the Spies versus Mercenaries mode in Splinter Cell chaos theory which is one of my favorite modes of all time um but this isn't that good but it's kind of reminds me of that um i like the idea that one team is trying to hide and evade and the other team trying to hunt them down but i also like the idea that it's switching it over um towards the end it does need a lot of balancing and uh i'm not gonna say toxic because i fucking hate that term i think it's way too vague for shit but the community's fucking they're they're having a good time in the worst way um, every time, anytime, uh, teams are able to talk to each other at the end of a match, people are just breathing in the mics as loud as they can or going, oh, or fucking just going crazy or saying words that you'll get banned off of any social game media rewards. platform if you say them. And, uh, the game definitely reminds me of, uh, the wild west of, um, of, uh, voice chat in games, uh, from back in the day. So Water it's probably... Probably the worst aspect of the game outside of the lack of, well, not lack, the, the the balancing that needs work, but it's still in early access, so they're working on it, um, which is fine. But the foundation is really cool. I think the game is a really neat premise, and I think it's neat that it's not a asymmetrical 1v4 or 3, but it's a 4v4. It's a team-based game that I think could get competitive uh, if they balanced it enough. Um, but so far, it's a pretty cool idea. Um, I could definitely see this coming to console. And I would loosely recommend it now if you're into early access and you're curious about it. But because the community is a bunch of people fucking around and just acting like it, um, it makes it hard to uh, really get into the deeper teamwork you could have in this game. There's a lot of stuff you want to communicate with your team and 
a lot of people are not doing that. I actually feel bad because every once in a while someone will come in and I'm not talking to anybody because I'm just like, I'm just going to start talking shit if I, if I have to interact <laughs> with these people. Um, but someone will come and be like, hey, there's a ghost up here, blah, blah, And then some guy's like, just going nuts and shit. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's, it's pretty neat. So that's a Midnight Ghost Hunt. Check it out. Hopefully in a couple months. It will uh, be a little reworked. The community gets a little more dedicated, and it has a uh, brighter future ahead of it. But as of right now, it's a pretty cool idea. That was I've been enjoying playing off and on, uh, mostly just trying to unlock all the items to try them all out. I mean, you can try them all out in like a training mode, but it's not the same as in practice. Um, yeah, and then uh, oddly enough, well, no, I won't go into that just yet. Uh, play a little bit of Godfall. Can't talk about that yet. We'll talk about that this weekend. Um, the new patch is out, though, that adds a bunch of new content. So if you're curious about why we're playing Godfall in the first place, uh, it's because that came out and we wanted to try it out. And, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about our uh, um, impressions of uh, what they've um, changed with Godfall, uh, which is a game that... Uh, Slowly and slowly, it just becomes more and more of a game you can more easily recommend to people. Because when it came out, I was like, I don't know if I would. I mean, I like it. I don't know if I'd tell anybody to play it, though. Uh, and then, let's see. I'm pretty much done with all the Plus Club games at this point. So we'll talk about that. Although, I want to play Hood with you at some point. Do some co-op. Uh, been playing World War Z again. Um, if you don't know what that is, it is a criminally underrated Left 4 Dead style game that I think is almost better than Left 4 Dead at this point. Um, it is a, uh, a kind of go-to game for me, Sarah, and Josh a lot of times. Games got cross-play across all platforms, so that's really nice, especially when Josh couldn't play on PC for a little bit because of personal reasons. Um he was able to play on his PS5, we were able to play on our PCs, and have a fun co-op time. The game has, like, fucking seven or eight campaigns that have, like, four maps apiece uh, across the world in Russia, Japan, all sorts of places. Has a bunch of characters, has a bunch of, has, like, 12 classes that have full skill trees. Um, they unlock perks for each one. Uh... And yeah, it's 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 a really really fun game. I highly recommend it. In fact, I want to throw it on the game of the month list, uh, so at some point we can review it because I I would love to review it. Um, and yeah, I've been playing. Oh God, I forgot what it's called. Oh my God, why can't I remember the name of the class? The class I, I'm playing is I want to say I can't remember the name of it. I always want to call it survivalist because that's pretty much what it does, but it, the name's way more aggressive. It sounds like really actiony. Essentially, the dude I play has all these perks that keeps him alive. Um, one where uh, if you get grabbed as soon as you touch the ground, it, you get back up. So whereas somebody would typically get pinned, you get back up. It has a cooldown of like a minute and a half. So if you grabbed a second time, you're fucked. But um, that comes in a lot of uh, comes in very handy. Um, and a bunch of abilities that make you like take less damage, have more health, stuff like that. So my dude's just overall super survivable, which has been a lot of fun. Um, and I would like to prestige him. Uh, the way that works in this game is um, at the I think there's like 20 levels per character, and every like five levels you get like a dedicated perk that you don't have to decide to spend points on. It's just active, and then. Uh, 
three rows of like four perks a piece and you have to pick one of each row um, and then another dedicated one when you prestige that class it unlocks a, a second row of dedicated perks that you have to pick from and i think you prestige multiple times um, so i've been working on that and while i'm occurring the currency to be able to prestige that character um, i am leveling up drone master right now which essentially is a dude who you can put a drone out you can modify it so it has a pistol so it shoots things for you i like to have it modified so it has a taser because it shocks crowds and stops them and that seems to be a lot more helpful for me in terms of like if a horde is attacking i can stop them in their tracks versus the pistol just kind of adds dps but um i typically don't need help with that so um that's been fun and yeah it's uh it's overall just an awesome game definitely recommend it to everybody uh who's ever liked a left 4 dead style cooperative game it's also got multiplayer versus which is a lot of fun so the game's just fucking solid like i can't i can't praise it enough um and yeah we've been playing that again randomly i remember a little bit behind the scenes here um we let uh sarah she's been um uh participating in uh, Game of the Month and Plus Club regularly. Uh, we let her uh, pick uh, Game of the Month. She picked Godfall, but she told me uh, after that, after she picked that, she was thinking about picking World War Z. And I was like, I mean, that would have been cool. And then now we're sitting here playing it all month, and I'm like, could have could have played that. But, uh, but Godfall's also a good pick because I can definitely uh, talk about and review the whole game this time around. Um, I think that's all I've been playing. My list is pretty fucking short. I haven't played as much games lately as I would have liked to. I've also been working on music again lately, so that's been taking up some time too, which is really fucking yeah, weird. Will. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that takes a lot of time. So, so you keep looking at my uh, not that I'm uh, an artist at all, but I keep looking at my Wacom tablet and I'm like, eh, I should use that. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, I, I don't want to waste that opportunity. I'm like feeling creative again. Yeah. I'm like I got I haven't fucking fucking worked on an, on a, a music project in like fucking two or three years. So and now I have four or five songs that are feeling like uh, something I can definitely work with and finalize. I have a bunch of projects, but they're all me fucking around until it turns into something. So, uh, but that's beside the point. That's not gaming stuff. Uh. Yeah, anything else? All right, let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing? What games would you recommend? Uh, anything you're really enjoying? Anything you're looking forward to uh, soon? Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to what you've been playing, what you want to play, and what you think we should be playing. That was a very quick what we've been playing. That's fine. Not every episode needs to be five hours long. <laughs> I don't even know if we've done a five-hour long. We've done a 24-hour stream before. Um, the only one. The, oh, yeah. After that, pure like, when you hit 2,000 subs, will you do another one? I'm like, no. <laughs> if you pay me, I'll think about it. And I don't even want you to do that. I'm just saying it's the only way I probably would do it is if so, if I got paid enough. I'd be like, yeah, I'll do a 24-hour stream. So I can barely keep myself awake half a day. It days. was rough then, and that was before the events of the last two years. I'm yeah. fucking tired, man. I'm fucking I'm weathered. Um yeah, so we got uh, a couple videos to watch. I'm actually really excited to watch these because it, it kind of feels uh, a little different than what we've been watching and reacting to and talking about lately. Uh, the first video we're going to be watching is the controversial Diablo Immortal, uh, which got a official release date and 
PC announcement trailer. Uh, I'm sure you guys have already heard about this. Uh, we have. We've heard about it. Uh, but there's a trailer that goes with it. And uh, we're going to watch it, see what the game looks like, see what they have to say, and uh, discuss what we think about uh, the release date and the PC announcement, which was not ever talked about, but now dropped on us. Um, before we watch this, and I haven't watched this, but I do know, obviously, about the PC announcement, um, I'm pretty much on the same page as everybody when it comes to Diablo Immortal um, before watching this. Uh, so the idea of a mobile Diablo game uh, is kind of interesting, but also I'm not into mobile games on my phone. And the idea of taking a game like Diablo, which is a deep game full of um, hours and hours and hours of gameplay and and uh, class building and grinding and all that shit to put that on a phone and for me to wonder how you're going to get money from me from that um, unless it's a premium game uh, is concerning also this game was announced around the time that Blizzard uh, their their PR was not great and only got worse so I have a bad taste in my mouth if I'm and it could be unfair uh, when it comes to Diablo Immortal. But I am curious about the PC announcement. Without watching it, I do think it's smart, but we'll discuss that. What are some of your thoughts on Diablo Immortal before we watch this? Um, honestly, I don't have a lot of thoughts about the, the title itself. Um, I I do think they're doing something that I think all mobile devs should be doing in the first place, which is, yeah. is putting their games also on PC. Um as someone who does dabble a little bit in mobile gaming, I don't do a lot of it, but every time I do, I always want to come home and do it on my computer instead if I can. And I usually have to result, result, oh my God. I usually have to use an emulator, um, which is fine, but you know, it doesn't perform as like well as if it was natively running on my PC. So, um, so I, I do give, I do think that's smart. I'm glad they're doing that. And I think that people should take note of that and do more of that. I, the only other examples I can think of off the top of my head is stuff like Genshin has PC versions. So I, yeah. I'm not going to touch that game either. So, um, I do think also it is the ultimate regardless of this game's good or bad. It's the ultimate, uh, fix for the, don't you guys have phones? Well, besides the fact that they are making Diablo 4, but yes. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. I'm saying that they announced the Diablo, and they're like, don't you have phones, which is a huge gaffe. Yeah. Everybody's like, that's fucking ridiculous. Now, even if you don't have a phone, which obviously was never really the case, no one was actually worried about that, you're covered. So yeah. in that sense, it was smart of them to do that. For sure. Um, and the genre itself... Um, does work on phones. I've played these type of games on phones. Mm -hmm. So like, that's not the question of, of whether they could do it or not either. Uh, they definitely can. Uh, so I am obviously a little curious what their take as a larger studio making a mobile version of these is versus a lot of the ones I've seen yeah. were made by mobile developers. So not to say mobile developers don't rake in the cash cause they do, mm -hmm. but they don't make games the same way. So, yeah, we haven't seen, uh, there's a lot of Diablo like games on mobile. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen people who make Diablo make that though. Yeah. So that is definitely something, um, I'm curious about, uh, in terms of the quality of what we're going to get For in a sure. game like that. Um, I hope they value their IP enough to not fuck around with it too much. I would hope. Um, After 
what their official Twitter <laughs> was uh, doing today, I, I I doubt it. So, um, I also remember too that when this was originally announced, Diablo Four wasn't. Yeah, and so that was another big reason why people were really upset. Oh, 100 percent. It's like, we, oh, Diablo, wait, what the fuck's this? Yeah, a mobile game which always comes off cheap and feels like a money grab. So, um. As much as that doesn't have to be the case, I'm typically on that page as well. So They're I'm, straight I'm, up something you put in as a filler in between other announcements. Yeah, that's what 100%. a mobile game is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So uh, we should probably watch this. Yes. It's only a minute long, and then we can discuss it even further, see if this is something that might change our minds. And um, when it comes to the Blizzard thing, I know you were kind of uh, you were pretty staunch against uh, supporting Blizzard even before a lot of the stuff came out about them. Um, I definitely needed that to really make me uh, on the same page. Um, I am curious about now that they've uh, gone under new management or will be going under new management. Um, Yeah, that's why I corrected what I said. Uh, I will be curious to see um, how they're ran at that point, but uh, um, I'm hoping they can get their shit together because I have been curious about Diablo 4, but um, I also don't want to support a company that, uh, that does... Or at least has a, a culture of pretty fucked up shit, so it doesn't feel right. So anyway, just putting that out there when it comes to how I feel about uh, the people making this. All right, ready? Yep. All right, three, two, one, and go. June second. So right around the corner. Looks pretty clean. It kind of bothers me. It just looks like Diablo 3, though. Maybe it is just Diablo 3. There should be plenty plenty of game to play on mobile. That's going to be kind of neat, but at the same time, PC, not so much. It is cool it's crossplay too, of course that makes sense. But um, I'm glad they're doing that because that just creates a bigger opportunity for community. Plus, I have to assume cross progression will be a factor. I'm assuming, I'm just assuming that. Um, which would be cool for anybody who like like me, when you're home, you like to play on a screen and you like the option of being able to play something on the go. That's typically how I am. I'm not a mobile gamer. Um, but yeah. Uh, hopefully that's that's the case. Uh, what do we think? Um, I mean, honestly, it looks exactly how I kind of expected it to look. So um, it looks a little better than what I expected, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially when it came down to when like the UI and and I'm not this isn't a negative or a positive it's just uh you know the nameplates both the characters look very mobile and then obviously the interface yeah. is pretty much the only way you can do it on on cell phones so that's why I'm saying it's not a negative it's just exactly what I was expecting it to look like so mm-hmm. um you know uh other than that I mean it looks like a Diablo title which is cool uh obviously the the big question turns into you know when I start the game you know, and the new screen flashes, and then you get into the game. How many menus are going to be on the, the home page? Yeah, and that's how a many, huge trap for me. How many uh, places is it going to be incentivized to go buy X currency? Uh, you know, 
and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I, no surprises, I guess, is my end um, takeaway from what we saw here. It's very short, obviously. It's meant to be a teaser and sell product. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, this doesn't really have me hyped. The potential has me interested. Um, real quick, I just wanted to pause right here to take a look at the UI. Um, I'll try to describe this for anybody listening, but it looks pretty standard for a mobile game. So at the bottom right, you have what seems to be like the 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 sticks to wait. What is that big thing? Because the left is to move. It's where the person's thumbs at right now. Oh, that would make sense. Okay, yeah. So uh, bottom left, you have essentially where to move. I'm I'm sure you can move that around. And then on the right side, it looks like the attack button uh, items uh, above the attack button. Uh, left side seems to be. Um, menus menus yeah it looks like quests yep. map maybe notifications which i don't like i don't know what that's for um some kind of scroll maybe that's for lore quest or something log. like that quest log maybe it has a three on it so it's counting and uh it seems like you have three abilities above your uh action but it's a pretty simple it's pretty clean for a mobile game but also looks like a mobile um ui but like you kind of said that this is kind of like what we got now for yeah. like the this works everybody's gonna do it so um but i do like that it's pretty clean it'll be good on on my fucking um on my foldable fucking screen because it's got real estate um and then they got a mini map in there so that's pretty cool um but yeah nothing nothing new or revolutionary here i guess uh so anyway what i was gonna say is um the game looks good looks clean it looks like it'll be good on pc and uh mobile on mobile for sure it's gonna look a lot a lot better than than um, a lot of these games i guess um but i do have a lot of the concerns you kind of talked about like you know menus what currencies am i gonna get uh, or have to grind for uh, what things are going to be timed daily or weekly or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, what systems are they going to have in place that are going to make me uh, have to leave and come back later or make sure I log back in. Um, but on that, it looks pretty much like Diablo 3, and I'm hoping it's not just Diablo 3. I hope it's not. I hope it's completely built from the ground up. Um, obviously, off of Diablo 3's engine, it looks like, but. Um, New locations, new everything. Um, I am seeing a, lot, seeing a lot of abilities from Diablo 3 as well. So, um, And in the prospect of uh, playing Diablo 3 mobily, I, I think that's cool. But uh, as a Diablo game, I mean, I'm more interested in Diablo 4 for sure. But again, what I was saying earlier, I, I, I like the prospect, the idea that I could play this on PC and somebody could play this on phone we could play together. Uh, or possibly I could be playing on PC, and then when I leave, I can continue playing my character on my phone, which I'm assuming they will do. Yeah. Um, it only makes sense. It's all server-based. Um, and then you know, when I get back home, I can play on my PC again. It's just if it's not that different than Diablo 3, I don't see a point in even doing that. And if it has all the shit you're concerned about, which I'm concerned about, I will dabble, I will try the game, and I will uninstall it quickly because... Uh, the mobile experience is not ideal. It's not something I'm into, um, and it's a huge fucking uh, turnoff for me. There was a video. It looked like it was like a minute long. I was kind of curious about A-class intro. I don't want to watch intros. I just wanted to know what the fuck they were. Um, anyway, uh, overall, it's looking interesting. I think at this point I would probably try it. I have no hype for this, though. Um, 
but you know, June 2nd is right around the corner and, uh, it seems like it's, it's going to be, do we know if it's free to play? I'd be blown away if it wasn't. Yeah. Well, if it was premium, then I could trust it a little more, but it's also a mobile game. Yeah, so they want games on phones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, square does, but, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't. Yeah. Uh, I only, I only play games on my phone that I've bought because I know it's just like, that's the experience I bought it. Like I have a couple games I've bought, but yeah, I, the uh, most part, I, I do play free to play games on phone. Yeah. Um, bought Slay the Spire on, uh, on my phone. Come back and, uh, we'll not talk about that version. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say on it. It's looking, it's looking all right. I'm curious about it. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not fucking super pumped on this. Um, yeah. Anything else? All right. Let us know in the comments. Uh, what do you think of Diablo immortal? Are you excited for it? You're not excited for it. Does this make up for the gaff of don't you have phones? Well, are you going to play this on PC or you're going to play this on your phone? Are you going to do a little bit of both? What do you think about the cross play? And, um, if you know, let me know, uh, if it's free to play or if it's a premium game, I sure it's gonna be free to play um and what do you want from it what are you hoping from it and what info do you have that i don't that you could share with us in the comments below let's start thinking about the comments below all right uh moving on speaking uh of uh saber interactive the people who make world war z a game i really like they're currently working on a new game that comes out soon evil dead the game uh so we're going to watch this. This is via uh, GameSpot. This is Evil Dead the Game captures the horror and humor of Chainsaw Deadites. Um, apparently, a bunch of people got their hands on this like four days ago. Uh, I know IGN's got a video. I know GameSpot's got a video, Game Informer, uh, all these people. So um, if you're curious about this, make sure to go check it out. But uh, from what I know from the early uh, information that came out about this game, it is a 4v1 game similar to Dead by Daylight. Okay. Um, yeah, those, I mean, the, the people keep trying them. Some people have nailed it. Some people sure. definitely haven't. Uh, the, the reason this game's interesting to me is because it's made by the people who made World War Z. And I think World War Z is really fucking good. I, I already talked about that, but I'm just going to emphasize that again. Uh, and the early footage of this game I saw, I was impressed with the graphics. I also thought it looked gameplay wise, kind of like World War Z. Um, but also with the Dead by Daylight asymmetrical, Gameplay, I thought it's kind of interesting because in this you're going to be fighting, I guess, NPCs while you're trying to do missions, and then somebody's playing as the Deadite going around like summoning things and like uh, taking control of certain things. So they're trying to stop you while you're playing this essential, essentially co-op experience. Gotcha. Which I think is an interesting premise, but I'm sure they will fill us in on on that in this uh, in this video. But uh, pretty much just trying to say I already have a pretty good interest in this game. Uh, I think Evil Dead's fun as a as a series and uh gameplay it really uh it works for me so i'm hoping this is going to be cool and yeah chevy how do you feel about evil dead and how do you feel about asymmetrical games i don't know anything about evil dead and i don't play that style of game yeah so. perfect yeah but at least we'll get your honest opinion on this yeah even if you're not into it maybe maybe i'll have something to offer you i don't know we'll find out um, ready to watch this? Sure. All right, this is 10 minutes, and uh, we're going to find out about this game in 3, 2, 1, and go. The thing that's always been fun about the Evil Dead franchise is its mixture of gory horror and over-the-top ass-kicking. 
The demonic deadites that protagonist Ash faces can be terrifying, fully capable of taking over characters' bodies and ripping people apart. But Ash is a guy who has a boomstick in one hand and a prosthetic chainsaw in the place of the other. The fact that both the monsters and the humans who fight them are capable killers creates an interesting challenge for turning the franchise the into an good. asymmetrical multiplayer horror game. This is the first thing I thought when I first saw it. Like, in a lot really of good. similar games, a group of players faces off against a single human opponent a lot of who the plays same a lot of Ash, yeah. powerful killer. The survivor team is mostly trying to flee and stay alive, while the killer player is hunting them down. Most of the time in Evil Dead, though, the humans don't just run away from the supernatural Kandarian demon and its undead army. They fight. Slicing I think that's going to be a really fun factor of this asymmetrical game. It's not just place. running and hiding. It's like you're fighting a bunch of shit while they're trying to stop Saber you. Interactive if it's balanced well, that's balance where it's going to really come game. down to it if still it's good sees or not. A group yeah, I was saying, it seems like a mix of, of, against a horror of controlled like by a fifth uh, player. But both sides are active in different ways and putting up a serious fight. We played about an hour of Evil Dead the game with developers recently and got a first-hand sense Think of how the game is balanced or to like capture that. the yeah. same feel of the movies and TV World shows. That the humans will kick Deadite ass, and that the Kandarian demon is an ancient force of frightening power. For the humans, the goal of every battle in Evil Dead the game is to complete a series of objectives. Even though this video probably sucks, I still think this game looks like really good Kandarian for what it is. Flies yeah. around the level and tries to stop them or kill them along the way. Yeah, no, it gives uh, the game very, a sort of player versus environment yeah. versus player feel. There are various AI-controlled enemies scattered around Evil Dead's huge map that the human team has to deal with, while they also have to resist direct and indirect attacks from the demon player. A typical match goes like this. The human players start by quickly searching nearby buildings for loot in a way that's similar to Battle Royale and other multiplayer-only games. That's cool. Your goal is that's to gather melee and ranged weapons as well as See, these are the ideas Ubisoft the should be thinking also about. Has rarity levels that dictate how good I'm not going like wall off socks Battle Royale. No, that's, that's smart to throw that in there. Yeah, Once you're looted up, you have to start pool. hunting objectives. First tracking down pieces of a map, then using that map to locate an item called the Kandarian Dagger. With the dagger in hand, you can use its power against boss enemies called the Dark Ones, located somewhere on the map. Defeating them gets you the iconic Necronomicon, which you then have to defend for a set period of time in order to win the match, while Deadites swarm in and attempt to destroy it and claim victory. It's interesting, for the interesting there's vehicles. For the human team, there's yeah. a lot to accomplish. It almost kind Meanwhile, of like, the demon player's job is to kill, slow, and distract. Uh, However, while the demon that, has uh, access to an army of deadites, both bit. the random yeah, ones that appear on the map and others they can summon on demand, the demon is at something of a power disadvantage. Yeah, it is pretty similar, honestly. It's just being made by a much more competent company. Particularly if they work together. So rather than just trying to overwhelm the human players, the better strategy is to harass them at key moments, set traps that can waylay them, and possess them directly to turn them against one another. At the start of the match, the demon player doesn't know where the humans are and has to track them down, following indicators when they make which reminds me of Predator weapons or vehicles. But the demon player does know the locations the humans will eventually reach in order to complete their objectives. So you fly around, it's gathering cool. up infernal power from the environment that you can spend on summoning more deadites or leaving traps that you hope the humans will stumble into. 
Those traps create jump scares that don't directly hurt the other team, but increase each player's fear meter. When that meter is high enough, the humans become susceptible to being possessed. And that's when the demon player can really I'm like actually so in a lot of ways, Evil Dead feels like two games rolled together. Actually brought for the a lot humans, of it's a third-person action game that's all about coordination, planning, and ripping apart enemies. You'll want to dodge enemy game. attacks while tearing into deads yeah, with things sure. like pickaxes and chainsaws, then using finishing moves to take them out with style. Staying together helps keep your fear down as does stopping hmm. and lighting campfires or gathering by light sources. Interesting. But time is of the essence, so there's always the enticing possibility of splitting up to deal with different objectives more efficiently, even if it's dangerous. Meanwhile, the Kandarian demon player is almost more of a dungeon master in many cases, finding good spots to drop tougher enemies and traps to slow the other team down and waiting for the yeah, balancing is the only thing that's going to run this game. When you possess if a it's not balanced a human, well, though, you're suddenly thrown right into daylight, that third person action game, know. doing your best to use a variety of abilities to slow I down think. or kill the humans. For sure, it's an interesting balance. I also think it has a sides can feel it has NPC enemies like that, so it's got a little bit more going on than just like being dependent on one guy after you without too much difficulty. But a single possessed human at the right moment and with the right weapons can best an entire team. It makes for a surprisingly fraught and strategic game that feels very different depending on what side you're playing. There's also a lot of subtle variation spread throughout that affects how you play and which yeah, strategies like the idea you of the, the, the randomness to it. The roster is yeah. populated by a number of characters from throughout the Evil Dead franchise, divided by their roles on the team. Leader characters buff teammates who are around them, hunters are good at ranged combat, Support characters help keep others alive, and warriors excel at melee combat. All of the characters also have a unique special ability. I already know which what everybody like I would be playing this game with power, would be. Or lower your team's fear at key moments. Matching various special abilities and character roles to your playstyle and your group's needs make team composition an important consideration as you score skills match. too. The demon also has similar strategic Ew. decisions to make with the option of three different Deadite teams to use in a match, each with its own playstyle and boss character that can be occasionally summoned. The Warlord team focuses on buffing regular Deadites <laughs> in combat and utilizing a big, a tough boss character, That's it. while the Puppeteer team puts <laughs> its focus on possessions, and the Necromancer team provides you with the weaker but more plentiful skeleton army from Army of Darkness. And hmm. in addition to everything else you have to keep track of, there's also a race to level up your capabilities while the other team increases theirs. The humans can loot the environment to find bottles it's of It's interesting how, how it took nods from them to Battle Royale, but it's not. Stats, like the strength of their melee attacks or yeah, their overall health. There's a bunch of weird nods in this while game. The demon player Even like a MOBA where you're like leveling up during a match. The strength yeah. of their deadites, boost their possession capabilities. The combat looks dope too. I think it looks characters. really good. All the strategy involved so really fire. helps Evil Dead feel like it gives you a lot of tools to win, with victory hinging on smart teamwork by the humans and clever attacks and distraction by the demon. Too. What's it's most satisfying to, uh, though is how people. Evil yeah, Dead same. it all feels. Because the amount of people I've tried to get to play Dead by Daylight with me when I was playing it, like Cody was down. We played a lot of it, but other people like, it's a stealth game. They're not in a stealth game, so I don't want to fucking sneak around game like this but they're also you working can play together as like a melee dude a support dude any deadites um, they come across ranged guy the player can possess a deadite or a player and right. turn yeah. them into so. a deadly tool 
but it can also troll the other team. And they're also they talking about how you can kind of set things up, kind of like a DM or whatever. Um, or possessing a player and quickly wasting is, all their I guess you could play one of the deadites that are like more aggressive, but then also play one that's a little more strategic for people who don't want to like have to depend on like high skill, get in there and kill people, but like you more strategy. the extensive voice cast. Bruce Campbell reprises the role of Ash in not one, but will. four iterations. One from each of the three core yeah, Evil like Dead movies, plus the version of the characters. Yeah, he just keeps doing it forever. Like, Ash versus Evil Dead. I think it's interesting there's an Ash for every Ruby. fucking class. The game also brings in other actors to revisit their roles from well, the show and like movies, talking about the, including the, Ellen Sandweiss yeah, and Betsy Baker from the original whatever, Evil Dead, that there was different and Dana DiLorenzo and Ray well, Santiago from Ash versus Evil Dead. The game even adds a little more to the Evil Dead canon, expanding on backstory elements related to Raymond Noby the archaeologist who first came across the Necronomicon in the film stories. There's a story reason why all these ashes and other characters from throughout time are fighting deadites in the same place. And that story is delivered in single-player missions that are similar to the multiplayer matches you'll play in the game, but don't quite constitute a full-on single-player campaign. It's all in service of an Evil Dead experience that feels pretty similar to what fans might expect from watching the movies so the and TV show, with some while adding something lore. new to the yeah, asymmetrical multiplayer horror or genre. Like possibly a Our time with type Evil thing. Dead, the yeah. game was frantic and often pretty also hilarious, vehicles. especially like, as the I demon expect... player pulled unexpected tricks, they barely like possessing anyone. a car think, and careening oh, into our human yeah. team's Delta 88, completely flipping us over as we desperately tried to reach the final objective of the match before time ran out. It seems like Evil Dead is capturing what fans of the franchise like about it, while exploring new territory in asymmetrical horror by making everyone a bit more of a badass. It'll be interesting to see how the game fares with fans of the genre when it releases on May 13th. There's the thing about it, it seems like whatever side you're playing PS5, on, Xbox One, Xbox like you're not really Series, playing as like... Nintendo Switch. Nintendo I mean, of PC. course, if you're playing like the monster, you're gonna type who will play those characters typically or, or that role typically enjoy the idea of fucking people over and you know getting everybody and some of them have a god complex but then like playing as people who are able to fight shoot and work together or whatever gives everybody that like he said that feeling of like badassness yeah. like everybody is is doing something um which i think is a really cool formula for uh for this and honestly in a genre that like i'm always kind of interested in but half the time most of the games aren't that like you know that great uh, this one actually seems like, unlike Ubisoft, uh, fucking these guys got ideas. Um, not to bring them up again, but fucking like, or even the people who made uh, well, the Friday the Thirteenth game was fun, even though it's janky as fuck. But the Predator game and now the Ghostbusters game they're working on, uh, third times charm. Hopefully, uh, these guys are are essentially dabbling in the same realm, and it seems like they're doing it a lot more confidently. Yeah. Uh, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it looks cool. I'd be something I would totally watch. Um, I won't play it. <laughs> uh, but uh, it does look like something that would be, be especially because of the nature of the, the random equipment and stuff like that. Um, and the fact that the, the person versing you isn't just locked into uh you know, a limited move set. They can they can set traps. They can be different uh, units. They can be you. You know, once they scare you enough. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's crazy. They can fucking summon people. 
yeah. or like, you know, take over them. Yeah. I, I think they said earlier, if you spook them enough, you can possess the body. So, yeah. um, yeah. Possess, not summon. What uh, I'm talking about. I do think, uh, it's going to lead to a lot of different match types, which will mm. help the longevity of the game. And I also think, uh, you know, if someone's streaming it, it makes the viewing experience a lot more fun too, because yeah. it won't be stale. So. Which is the amount of variables makes every match have opportunity to be different than the last one, which is really cool. Because it's something that, like, even in World War Z, I really appreciate is the random nature of, uh, like Left 4 Dead, like the the enemy placements, the you know more elite monsters, the items, med kits on the ground, all that kind of stuff makes every run through feel different. Like oh, we're really getting fucked this time around, or oh, this is a really good run. Yeah. Has the exact same principles, but in an asymmetric game where uh, somebody's playing against you, but there isn't that pressure of like oh, we have to go find him or he's finding us. Like there's also like you know NPCs and shit running around. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's. It's a really. It seems like a really cool formula. Plus, it has skill trees, which is fucking sick. Yeah, and then also it looks like polished compared to yeah. what these games usually look like. Like even uh, Dead by Daylight, which I think is like a ton of fun to watch people play, mm-hmm. is a little janky sometimes. So yeah, um, yeah. So and this just looks like it plays a lot smoother. I remember like in 2020, I think it was because I was playing Dead by Daylight a lot in 2020. Um, they had just started updating some of the animations in the game. Yeah. Um, and they looked better, but they weren't that great. So that game's always been the concept first yeah. and visual second. Whereas <laughs> this game does definitely have uh, better visuals and better fidelity than you would expect from a game like this. Yeah. Um, I think they just added the ring girl. Yeah. So. I stopped playing Dead by Daylight um, as soon as the K-pop guy showed up. I thought it was like super fucking lame. I don't think I've seen him. He's just some like K-pop singer that's like a serial killer. It's like their own made-up idea, and he throws knives. And he was like OP for a while. They had to like rebalance him because he could like throw him like a machine gun. And I was like, what? I was like, what are you doing? Like, first off, the concept's not even fucking scary, and secondly, it's fucking lame. Yeah, that he just has like a bunch of fucking knives he can throw, but. Um, Apparently, uh, it's it's a lot better than it was. So yeah, they just had to so. balance them out. But uh, most of the most of the, like normal sized humanoid characters in that game are all like fucking. I hate going against them. So and he was one of them. Whereas like the big more monster type people are a lot more fun to go against. But that's personal preference, and that's a different game. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I'm like not even like interested in this. I'm like actually legit pretty stoked to play this. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. We already kind of touched on visually. It, it looks, you know, much better than I would expect. It also seems feature rich. It feels like it has a lot going on. It has a lot of variability. Um, I think playing games like this, I like to play on the team based side the most. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, but also the other side looks like a lot of fun too. I like the strategy. I like tower defense games. So the idea of like not knowing where they're at, but knowing where they're going and trying to set up for it, I think is a really cool, um, thing. Um, it's definitely a little more than just hunting down. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you get really comfortable with the game, people are going to get like really, hopefully they'll have some kind of ranked system to make sure people who are like really fucking good aren't going against people who are like still, Trying to figure the game out. I'd be so surprised if they didn't. Well, it would be a huge mistake yeah. because uh, Dead by Daylight has a really good, or has off and on had really good and really bad ranked. 
yeah. uh, in it and you need it because some people are just way better than other people For sure. and uh, it can really ruin the experience. Um, but yeah, I, and that whole idea of possessing people, I think it's really crazy because like I could see myself building up towards that and then just if a guy's got a gun, take him over, start shooting people and even if you're playing on, on the side where somebody can be possessed you know, having to communicate that in the moment of like, Oh fuck, I'm possessed or Oh shit. Fucking this guy is definitely possessed doing crazy shit. Um, I think it's a really cool, um, system that, that really, I don't know, man, this game just really feels like something they really thought about in terms to, uh, in terms of replayability. Yeah. Um, which, uh, really has me excited. Plus the gameplay just looks fucking dope. I think the shooting looks satisfying and I think the melee combat looks fucking cool as shit. Um, so I, my least, the least interesting thing about this game, and it's not even a knock, is Evil Dead. I like Evil Dead. I don't love it. Um, but uh, if you're going to make a game like this, you know, that's just supposed to be fun, I think it's a good template to play with, especially in, this, in the sense that there's a fear meter, possession, all these crazy things. You can fucking possess a tree and hit shit with that, yeah. which I think is crazy. Um yeah. Anyway, I could I could keep talking about this. I I'm actually really stoked to play this. I'll definitely be definitely be picking it up uh, day one. Any more thoughts on it? All right. Let us know in the comments what you guys think of Evil Dead the game. Uh, what do you think about the way they're doing it? The asymmetrical gameplay, uh, being a deadite versus four people, or being four people versus deadites. Um, we think about the variability of uh, items, uh, placement of um, vehicles, uh, objectives, stuff like that. Is this a type of game that you would want to play? Uh, even if it's not a game that you typically would want to play, does this one interest you at all or does it not? And uh, what would you want from a Evil Dead game if this is not what you're looking for? And... Yeah, you're going to play this, you're not going to play this. Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right, it's that time again where we reflect on past episodes, look at my face doing weird things, and uh, read your comments and reply to them. If you want your comment read for sure, type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment. Otherwise, I pick at random. We have only put out a couple of videos recently, so we got pretty limited amount of comments, which is great. We'll be able to read them all. But uh, in other instances where we have a bunch of comments, um, make sure to type in hashtag AskTLG. Otherwise, pick it random. Uh, also, one thing I want to throw out there too is probably a little late to be even throwing this out there. Um, I have not been getting notifications for comments, so I have to manually check. So if it seems like I'm not replying to you, and it seems like a couple days because I do make an effort to try and reply to everybody, it's because YouTube has stopped notifying me. So I have to manually look. Like we have a Armored Core video. There's like 2,000 views now. It's like still getting views, which is crazy. And people keep commenting on it. And everyone also have to just go look at it to see the people are still talking on there, um, let alone our most recent videos. So, um, yeah, if you have a comment uh, and I haven't responded to it, um, comment again and let me know what video it is or I'll eventually find it. Hopefully, I guess I can look at the notification menu and see if uh, our options and see if I can. I don't know, deactivate and reactivate or something. But uh, yeah, it's just been a constant thing lately. It's been really annoying. So just letting you guys know what's going on with that. All right, so we did a Tasty Cast, the last Tasty Cast, which was 164, where we uh, watched the Kingdom Hearts 4 reveal. Uh, we watched the Ashes of Creation uh, character editor, and we talked about game releases in April. 
We got two comments. First one is from Aaron Moe uh, saying, about to get into some Escape from Tarkov. Been hearing some good things about it. I like the idea of being able to play it the way you want, even though it's one of the most unforgiving shooters out there right now. Haha. ha. Um, first off, uh, yes, Tarkov is very unforgiving. Uh, I barely played it, but when I did play it, it was... Um, unforgiving it's a fucking hardcore shooter it's very much set up like a hunt showdown in the sense that like you can lose everything they take with you um but you know that aaron because i know you play hunt uh we should play sometime and we should maybe play this sometime as well um but yeah i'm actually surprised you haven't played it by now you probably have so let me know if you're watching this in the comments what do you think of tarkov um what do you think of it uh compared to hunt and uh, also, thanks for sharing what you are playing or planning on playing, because that's something I ask a lot when we talk about what we're playing. I'm always like, what are you guys planning on playing? So you you answered that, so I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, let me know what you think of Tarkov, if you've played it by now. Um, I'm definitely curious, because that that's a game that's like, even though it's just a shooter, it's got kind of a steep learning curve. So it's definitely hardcore, too, so it can chase people away. Um with uh, how how extreme it can be. Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, it's out of my <laughs> genre completely. Yeah, so. makes sense. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for the comment, Aaron, and let me know what you think of it. Uh, let's see, we got Ego Border saying, I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan, so I could be wrong, but I think you have to play all the side games too in order to get the full story. I'm pretty sure that's the case because I watched a video that was like a slight, like a soft recap of like, what the general story of the games are and they literally go into every single side game even mobile games to get the full story so they definitely set it up uh kind of like disney has set up star wars now uh where you have to interact with all the the products they release for it to get the full story um and super convoluted super convoluted and uh it is definitely a deterrent to anybody who you know either doesn't have access to all those games or doesn't want to play all those games but maybe you're supposed to play the mainline games there's a lot of info that you're probably not getting there so it's really um it's a lot let's put it that way it was a special time in square's history yeah that they're (laughs) still carrying forward apparently because you can't just let that die which why would you Uh, apparently there's plenty of story to tell still with uh kingdom hearts but at least since kingdom hearts 3 I don't know if we got any other side games, but uh, I'm sure there maybe is a couple. But uh, I, I think there are some. Yeah. I don't know if they're out yet, but but four is come or is coming out pretty quickly after three. So it seems like yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Uh, and uh, at least that'll keep the story from three to four a little more tight, hopefully. Yeah. But uh, yeah, pretty much what you're saying is is my biggest concern with the idea of jumping into Kingdom Hearts because even if I enjoyed one or two. I'm not going to play all those other games, so that's a lot of... Uh, We'd like to at some point, but uh, it's not a priority. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? That's it. All right, Ego Border, thank you for the comment, and thank you both for the comments. Thank you, everybody who watched that episode. Got 200 views. That's fucking cool. Um, all right, so I did a video by myself talking about the NVIDIA leaks. Uh, we had brought it up in that tasty cast that uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 was on that list, and I was like, 
be kind of fun to kind of revisit that list and see what has been confirmed, what hasn't been. And luckily, there is a list on Reddit that somebody regularly updates, uh, even to this day, uh, of, of what is going on with the NVIDIA leak list. So if you want to see uh, me go through that whole thing and give you my thoughts on pretty much every game on it, whether I think these are probably coming or not, uh, make sure to watch that episode. It was a lot of fun kind of going through that and revisiting that. We had a comment from Scream Bleed Die Rot saying, where the fuck are the views? How come nobody's watching? You people need to subscribe and turn on notifications. What the fuck is <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? This is quality content. You're busy watching Thoughties twerking on OnlyFans. What the hell? <laughs> Flattering, thank you. And uh and I said he he does this in the stream. I haven't streamed in a while, but he used to come in the streams and be like, What the fuck? Where's all the likes? Like he just go nuts on people and yeah. shit. So uh I always appreciate it. I, I love your enthusiasm. Um I appreciate that you're looking out uh for us. And uh I mean I agree. If uh if you're watching this, hit the subscribe button. I'm not good at self-promotion. I just kind of do this for fun, so that's what we do. And luckily we've built a small community uh in which you are a part of. Um, but I appreciate the support um, for the quality content. I take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, kind of like what I said when I replied to you, the, those thoughties are, are twerking hard, man, and uh, they might they might be worth it. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something to that. So uh, yeah, but I definitely put, appreciate the uh, the support and the enthusiasm. Anything you want to add to that? Uh, I'm just gonna echo the the enthusiasm is. Um very flattering and uh i also uh <laughs> i kind of agree with the a, a sentiment with people being too busy watching thoughties twerking on OnlyFans because i can't fathom um spending my time that way i guess so and tiktok and tiktok um yeah scream bleed die rot you can uh you can you can come up with all sorts of these comments on every single video and i would appreciate it it's quite the task but um i like the way i like the way you uh <laughs> you get to the people so thank you for the comment thank you for the support and thank you everybody who watched that episode and then recently i did a video on outriders world slayer reveal which is they don't call it it but it seems like an expansion to Outriders, uh, adding a whole new campaign, new locations, new gear, new ascension, uh, perks, uh, levels, all sorts of shit. They're adding a lot of stuff to this. Um, and so make sure to check that out for all the details and my impressions. Uh, as somebody who did like Outriders, I know you wanted to play it. I own it. <laughs> yeah. So we should maybe put that on our uh, Game of the Month list as well. I think it's on there. Uh, well, maybe we'll pull it at some point. Yeah. But uh Hopefully after this comes out, that'd be, that'd be, it would kind of suck. It was like the month right before this comes out. Um, yeah. So, uh, check out that episode. And then, yeah, we got a comment from psycho scream saying, I want to give this game a shot, but I don't know. Cause it didn't sell itself to me when it launched and it kind of isn't doing it here either. And then I said, yeah, I get it. It's, is it on game pass? Check it out. Um, or, could check it out, low investment there. Um, I say I get it because I was the biggest uh, critic of Outriders before it came out. I saw it. I talked shit about it. I thought it looked generic. I thought it looked like shit, all that stuff. I was like, I'm never going to fucking play this. It's another Square Enix game. It's just like a throwaway game. And then I played the like beta thing that happened. Really enjoyed myself. 
and then played the game, beat it, really enjoyed it. So anybody who has criticisms of this game, just like Godfall, anybody who looks at either of these games and goes like, well, I don't know if I want to play that. I'm like, I get it. But if you can, just check it out. See if you like it. Um, I don't, I'm not saying you're going to love it, but uh, it's better than you think it's going to be. And that's really uh, the biggest sentiment I have towards Outriders for sure is even though it might not be amazing to you, I guarantee it's better than you think it is. And I'll leave it there. So um, if it is on Game Pass still, hopefully it is, that would probably be the best route to go because you don't have to spend any money outside of you know the, the monthly fee. Um, but if it's not on there, you know, hopefully it's on sale at some point. But the thing I can guarantee is uh, there's plenty of content in that game. Your money will not go wasted if you play it. Uh, this, the campaign's long as fuck, and there's a lot of shit to do. So um, not in terms of variety of, like, quest types. There's side quests and shit, but like loot, gear, leveling up, um, all that stuff. And now with this, there's even more coming. So the game's definitely worth your time if you want a cool third-person cover shooter with magic. That's way better with, with people. It's a it's it, The game's meant for co-op for sure. It's not as good by yourself. So, yeah. Any thoughts? You haven't played it? It was gifted to me, and I, I haven't touched it. So. Were you... Did Josh get something to you? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I was like, who fucking gifted that to you? Uh, did you watch this at all? No. Oh, you haven't seen any of this? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to ask you what you thought of that, but uh guess I can't. So, um, I'm just full of I don't knows today. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's one of those days. <laughs> all right, Psycho, thank you for the comment. Thank you, everybody who watched that episode. Let's get that episode to 100 views, and I'd appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, check it out. Let me know in the comment comments what you thought of it oh my god um but yeah that's gonna do it for this episode of taste cast episode 165 holy shit we're on our way to 200 as always thank you for watching make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode make sure to check out our other episodes check us out on our streams and socials links down below check out our discord link down below as well you can talk to us anytime all the time we're on itunes spotify and the podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us in audio form and we have a patreon if you'd like to support this channel more than like commenting sharing and subscribing if you're brand new my name's seth this has been chevy thank you for joining me and thank you all for joining me until the next episode have a good one and take it easy